Motivation, hard to come by on any day. And these days spent locked inside bring a whole new challenge to the motivation game. Stuck getting into your exercise routine at home? It's go time. Go sleeves are compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape for support and comfort that is unprecedented. Just like sheltering at home. With go sleeves, aches and pains that are keeping you from much needed physical activity go away. When exercising actually feels good, there's no better motivation. The kinesiology tape built into Go Sleeves actually lifts and stretches your skin, which accelerates your body's natural ability to heal itself. Get your blood flowing and your energy going today. Just pull on a Go Sleeve and experience what top performing athletes use to deal with pain and recover from injuries. Visit GoSleeves.com and use discount code BRUNO for 20% off. GoSleeves.com, discount code BRUNO. That's G-O-Sleeves.com and enter discount code BRUNO. GoSleeves.com, discount code BRUNO. Relax, let's have some fun out here. This game's fun, okay? If you've missed a minute of sports from the sidelines on MLB Network Radio, catch every episode on demand with the SiriusXM app. It's athletes and executives talking to athletes and executives. Hear former All-Stars Dale Murphy, Don Mattingly, Tim Raines, and Steve Sachs break down baseball in the 80s. Trevor Bauer, Matthew Boyd, and Tyler Glasnow talk pitching in 2020. Rocky broadcaster Jenny Kavnar leading a roundtable discussion with the most influential women in baseball. Don't miss sports from the sidelines, available now on the SiriusXM app. Search sidelines. We'd all like to get out of our homes a bit more, and when we do, washing our hands and using hand sanitizer will be critical for safety. You can count on forcefieldproducts.com for top quality hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products. Manufactured right here in the U.S., we offer super portable one ounce hand sanitizer pump bottles up to super sized pump bottles for home and office, and protection against dry skin. Visit forcefieldproducts.com and use discount code RADIO for 10% off today. Forcefield.com discount code RADIO. The skills you develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you a head start on your career. Gain practical experience with technology and equipment that will give you a leg up in the civilian world. Learn critical leadership skills and to be part of a team. Serve your community and your country part-time while earning money for an education. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn about the paid training and career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. The Tony Bruno Show. Tony Bruno and Harry Mays on Sirius XM Channel 211. I might be the only sports host who was hired during the no sports lockdown, which clearly means I'm an essential service. Join me Monday through Friday where we help you escape the monotony and bring a little levity and entertainment into your lives. Great interviews, lots of laughs. We will bring you everything you need and want to know. Catch new episodes of The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekday afternoon starting at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app. Overcoming great challenges like COVID-19 requires great cooperation. This is Dan Hilferty, CEO of Independence Blue Cross. Most of us never imagined we'd be facing an outbreak of this magnitude. But in the face of this challenge, hospitals, public officials, and business leaders have come together. Through effective cooperation, these leaders are taking steps to keep us safe. Slowing the rate of infection from the virus will help hospitals care for those who need attention most. Remember... Stay home, leave only for essential needs. Stay informed from sources like the CDC or Department of Health. Take a break from watching the news. Stay well, exercise, and practice self-care to make sure you're physically and mentally fit. In our great region, we have a tradition of caring for each other and cooperating to get things done. We'll do it again now. For more, visit ibx.com slash COVID-19. Together, we will beat COVID-19.
Thanks, coronavirus, for shutting down our gyms. That's okay. My new gym is my home gym. And to make sure that aches and pains don't keep me down, I use Ghost Sleeves to recover from injuries. Ghost Sleeves are the only compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape. The same tape used by physical therapists, doctors, and trainers to help you recover from injuries. Just pull on a Ghost Sleeve and speed up your recovery without a doctor, ibuprofen, or ice. Visit GhostSleeves.com and use discount code RADIO for 20% off. GhostSleeves.com, discount code RADIO. Listen to The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and with the SiriusXM app. Welcome back to The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on SiriusXM 211. And he is, of course, the great Bundy. He is Chris Terrian, the most decorated flyer defenseman in history. He played more games, 753 games on the blue line, Harry Mays, Man. for your Philadelphia Flyers. And he still looks like he can play. He does. Bundy, how are you, man? Doing great, guys. Glad to catch up today. Uh, and you know what? This is the worst part with the, the whole, this, whatever it is, pandemic. I got, you get caught up on these Zoom calls, and I had the wrong day listed yesterday. So totally my fault. I heard you guys ribbed on me, which is great. But I'm glad to join you guys today and talk about no sports. <laughs> now, listen, I don't want to – it's not my style to criticize people, but we did have to give you a – you know, it's a symbol of the show. You know, we do yeah. it to ourselves. No one is safe here. The hosts, the callers, the producers, the board op. Yeah, there's no immunity here. There's no immunity here. You mess up I on the show, it. you mess up, you get one of these. I love it. I love it. All right, now, Great stuff. <laughs> now before we get to hockey, because people always say Bundy. Bundy, where you know, because there's King Kong Bundy. Right. Right? Yeah. There's Peg yeah. Bundy, Al Bundy. Al Bundy. Right? Yep. And people say, how did you get it? And it's interesting because on this date, back in 1998, I think you were not. We used to, yeah, you were still playing then, weren't you? 1998. Oh yeah. Yeah, you went yeah, to what? 2006, right? Yeah, I think it was six. 2006. Yeah. 22 years ago today. You know what happened? Uh, 1998. Uh, we. I, I think it was an unceremonious. To be honest, an unceremonious playoff for the Flyers in '98. No, we no, 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 no. It's not about hockey. <laughs> not everything's well, about, about hockey. No, wait. This song, well, this song was a hit long before that, but Frank Sinatra died 22 years ago today at the age of 82. And since people called you Bundy because of Married with Children, right? Isn't that how you got the nickname? It is. I used to watch, I used to watch um, Married with Children, and I was a big fan, of course, as every other 20-year-old was at the time of Christine Applegate, who oh, yeah. is approaching... Approaching 50 like me right now, so, uh, you know, it makes you put things in perspective. But I'd always watched uh, Married with, Ch uh, with Children, and, and uh, when Nickelodeon was in, I'd be like the first guy to the rink my rookie year or training camp, and I'd just sit there on the couch watching. And Craig McThomas said, I reminded him of another guy he played with. His name was Bundy, but then the more he watched the show, he said, you know what, you're kind of exactly like that dude. So the name stuck, and I tell people it's a good thing. It's, it's after Al. It's not after Ted. It's like there was a guy that played for the Blackhawks. His name was Dave Manson. His nickname was Charlie. Yes. I mean, you stay away, you stay away from that on <laughs> the ice. You're, the best you can. you're absolutely right. And, of course, you were talking about, you know, there was a, what happened a bunch of years ago today also did happen in hockey as we bring it to oh, hockey. Yeah. 2010. Now. 2010, yeah. 
10 years yeah. ago today. What happened, bud? Let me just check your high hockey and flyer knowledge. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't have got it without the, the handiwork of Twitter, but 10 years ago puts me in that in, in game seven of the, the three. The 3 come back twice in the series for the Flyers. I was doing radio at the time with Tim Saunders. Uh, probably the, the greatest thing that I was actually able to see live every single day was a team come back from 3 You have to see... I mean, first of all, you have to witness a total and utter collapse on the other side, which we did, and I'm glad it was the Bruins that happened to. Um, but you have to be so full of luck to be down 0-3 and then come back, and I watched it happen. There's this has, So many things have to go your way, uh, but that was an incredible thing. I think it would have been celebrated even more so, except the L.A. Kings did it two years later. And they went on to win the Stanley Cup. San Jose had a 3 nothing lead on L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kings came back, and they went on to win the Stanley Cup. So it's been done, done four times now in hockey history. Uh, but it was an incredible event to watch and uh, a very, very uh, crowd-pleasing uh, and media-pleasing moment for me, especially as a former player, to witness that happen. It was cool. Very that, cool. That series against the Kings is one of the many r- reasons, or one of the many examples of San Jose just being snake-bitten in the playoffs. Absolutely. We talked yeah. that about that yesterday, man. You talked yeah. about a team. A regular season dynamo. Yeah, know, I mean, yeah. They, win the, the, you know, they win the President's Cup. And then they don't win the cup. And I'm, you know, I, listen, I, I love those fans in San Jose. I've been to the building many times, and they're yep. snake bit. That franchise is snake bit, man. They are. And, you know, last year they got a little bit of a break, too, when they ended up getting that Vegas. Uh, you know, Vegas had that lead late in San Jose. And there was a cross check, and then went five on three, and then the Sharks tied it. And a lot of people thought maybe that would be the monkey off their back, but. They bumped into another former flyer in Craig Berube, and that came uh, crashing down, too. So, um, I believe they played in last year's finals. I know Berube also played Dallas. But San Jose had an open uh, a door for them last year. And then you're right. They've had a lot of veteran-laden team for many years. They just haven't been able to push through. It happens. It's hard to win. You know, one team wins it. 23 guys win the cup at the end of the year. So, you know, there's a lot of guys. More guys don't win it than do win it. Yeah, until they crown a new uh, champion, if they do this year, your buddy Craig Berube is still uh, riding high. I mean, I know you've probably been in contact with him many times. How is he enjoying uh, uh, just, you know, the, the championship? Is he still carrying the cup around he from might. city to city, coming back to the – he came back to the Philly area, <laughs> and I got a chance to touch the cup and have fun with it. So what do you do in this situation? You already started the season. You played into it. And as Harry just mentioned, no hockey. So do you still get to bring the cup around, or is that long gone? No, that's done for, for, for Chief and the, and the Blues. I mean, that, party, that party's over. Um, I went to his – actually, I went to his uh, the, the family uh, thing he had last uh, late last summer. Uh, it was a great time. It was an unbelievable time. I brought my son. You know, I allowed him to uh, take a picture with the cup and, uh, and spend some time with, with, uh, with Craig. So, it was great. I mean, really, I think, again, you know, in this year, they've been first in the West all year. I mean – he didn't win the Jack Adams last year as coach of the year because he took over about halfway through when they went on to win. But to go from worst to first and then win the Stanley Cup, if they awarded a Jack Adams trophy this year for coach of the year, it should go to Barubi. And if it's not Barubi, it could easily go to Alain Vigneault in Philadelphia, again, for what he's done with the Flyers this year. Harry won the Jack Daniels trophy earlier, <laughs> but uh, he, he won at Tito's. He settled for the Jack yeah. Daniels. He was going to get the Tito. I win that too. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> Chris Terry, now our buddy Ice Rink in Ottawa is a great friend of the show. He's been listening for a long, long time through all of my reincarnations in the business. His real name 
is Jeff Morris, and he's an Ottawa guy like you, and he said, you know, today is the one-year anniversary of my miracle survivor of a tumor that ate a third of my skull and penetrated my brain. It was the size of a tennis ball. I was actually home in 48 hours and started writing again after three days. Unfortunately, today I found out I have relapsed. There's no cure for multiple myeloma. And he wanted to talk about, uh, you know, you being on the show today. He said, you know, he, he 16 weeks of chemo, then a stem cell transplant, which requires another month in the hospital. So he was not planning on not missing the show. But when he heard Chris Terrian was coming on, He's one of us. Ask him what he misses the most about Ottawa, beaver tails, poutine, or shawarma. Because Ottawa has a big Lebanese population right up there, and they have yeah. the best shawarma on the continent, Jeff says. And also, he says, beaver tails are like flat pastries drenched in squeezed lemon and brown sugar, an Ottawa delicacy. And everybody knows poutine if you've been in, if you've been in Canada at all. I mean, it's a staple, man. First off, to your friend uh, Jeff and, and an Ottawa, uh, Ottawa native, um, keep fighting. I, I, I hear stories like this often, and I'm inspired by it. Um, the food part of it, uh, I can actually tell you a quick quick journey for Ottawa. So I grew up on the beaver tails. Um, they actually used to be called, it was owned by a company called Hookers, if you can believe that. They started, they were called Hookers <laughs> Beaver Tails, and it started down on the market where, they say the hookers used to hang out. That's where it was back in the day. So they ended to the Rideau Canal, you know, the long skating rink that's open in the winter. Mm -hmm. um, so that became a staple. And, yeah, it's got the lemon juice on it uh, with the cinnamon sugar and the butter. It's unbelievable. Um, I'm going to have to say, though, guys, the shawarma is just off the charts. There's a huge Mediterranean population in the Ottawa area, both Lebanese, uh, many, many Greeks, uh, uh, several thousand Greeks, both in Toronto and Ottawa. The shawarma is off the charts, and the poutine is, is just another, you know, you can get that anywhere now. It's like ordering fries. It, it says, do you want a, you know, an extra dollar? Do you want to make it a poutine? Of course I'll, I'll make a poutine for an extra dollar. So they are all food staples in the nation's capital, all three of them, uh, and it would be a very tough answer to eliminate one as one of the best. They are all, all three are excellent in their own right. Yeah, he says that poutine is the biggest French-Canadian contribution to the country since that warbling insect from hell, Celine Dion. So he's obviously I, yeah, not yeah, a Celine yeah. Dion fan either. Wow. I, I had actually brought poutine to Ponzio's in, in, in Cherry Hill, yep. and they had it on the menu for six months, and the cheese was just so hard to get, the Canadian curd cheese, that they pulled it off the menu. Wow. So, I was going to say, but that doesn't travel well. You, you have to put that together. It's like a cheesesteak. You can't travel with a cheesesteak with the onions and the cheese in it because, you know, after a couple of hours, it gets all greasy, and mm. it's not really good to warm up. Same thing with poutine, Agreed. right? you got to have the fresh, you have the fresh potatoes, and then you got to put all the, the, the mess. It's yep. what it is, you know. Poutine means mess. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Well, you uh, yeah, I, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get it back to hockey here, Harry. Yeah, I mean, you know, what are you thinking is going to happen here? Do you think they're going to get back and play in certain re arenas for the playoffs or what? Well, I mean, I don't – here's what I think based on all the stuff I've put together or been able to see. They're going to try to probably have – they're going to have to go to four neutral sites. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to expand it, I would think, to 24 teams because you're going to have eight that would say, well, you know what, what about the 14 games or – whatever we had left to try to, to get our fight our way in. So they'll be all right from that standpoint. Um, they have to find four locales that can house the teams, both at hotels, and make sure that the testing 
and whatever else they have um, to make sure it's safe enough for these guys to go in and play is there. Um, again, guys, I don't know what that entails. I don't think the NHL or any league right now actually knows what that entails. I really don't. I, I don't believe that they know today. They're talking. They're having discussions. But if there's anything, there's nothing concrete right now that would say, here we are. Like, baseball's giving you a July 4th date. Mm-hmm. They're saying we're going to be July 4th, it looks like. Whether or not they get to that is completely different than where we are with the NHL right now because uh, there's just so many hurdles. We've never seen anything like this. You know, again, I, don't, I, I mean, I don't know if the timing could have been worse for basketball and for, for, for the National Hockey League, for the NBA and the National Hockey League, because their playoffs were – you know, just a mere three or four weeks away from beginning. So, you know, you have elements now that none of this um, adds up probably to having the best product you can have in the playoffs. The best part is the fact that if you return, it is the playoffs, so the intensity is automatically ramped up. Uh, but you got to get you got to get through the training camp hurdle. Uh, you've got to be able to get a schedule together, and you have to probably, guys, as you know, you've been in sports your whole lives, there's probably litigation and lawyers and financials involved at some part of this that everybody's trying to figure out. So for me to say, do I think we're going to come back? I really, I just don't know. I wrote an article on it last week uh, for the Flyers site, uh, for the PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, just about what where we're at with this. And, you know, again, it, 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 the model now looks like, 24 teams, four neutral sites, and something that they want to get done in 50 days Mm. so they can restart a season. No fans around. Um, That seems to be the same scenario that we're seeing for for both baseball and and basketball. And that certainly is a huge element, guys, to play in buildings without any kind of fans is going to be a real challenge. But to, to complete it financially, they're going to have to probably suck it up and do it. That's what I see. I just don't. I just don't know the time frame of it. Uh, ultimately, if we're going to start doing something, wouldn't you think they'd have to start laying some plans out pretty quick? I, I would think so. We're talking with Chris Terrian, former Flyer great, former NHL great, uh, Tony Bruno, Harry Mays, Miss Robin here on a thirsty Thursday. All right, Bundy. Now you mentioned that we talked about it yesterday about how the commissioner Gary Bettman has been pretty invisible. Was on a conference call, a virtual town hall with some San Jose business leaders the other day, and he says he doesn't see a scenario where he, he's going to say, yeah, let's just cancel the season. So he wants to play. He's saying the right things. But in baseball, we're seeing the players there sort of resist a little bit. Some guys saying it's not even worth doing it. You, what do you think the hockey player mentality is going to be? Are they going to say, yes, we want to do this? Or are they going to say, hey, you know what? It may not be safe. I don't want to be away from my family. What do you think hockey players will say when they're presented with this? Because a lot of these guys are all over the world. They're not just all sitting at home. Right, which is another part of the equation right there that you mentioned, guys, is the fact that, you know, you got to get these players back. So if they're going to fly back and you're going to have expenses and all this stuff involved uh, as part of it, you know, then you're going to have to make sure that, that these guys, when you come back, that they're, they're going to be ready, set, and go. Um, I would think the guys want to play, but I just I, – I, I do know this. Uh, um, I've been part of the 4 lockout. Now, maybe times have changed. Maybe they have over the years. And I know there's, a, there's more emphasis on conditioning. My biggest fear is the actual conditioning part itself. Because if you're at home guessing when things are going to start, you cannot mentally and physically challenge yourself to go eight hours a day to work out. It's impossible. So 
what kind of shape do guys come back in? Because if there's 800 players in the league, I can assure you that not all 800 of them are going to be in tip-top shape. That's just a fact. Uh, that's exactly what happened in 04. And I think the league, the more it got to it, players realized, holy geez, I put 20 pounds on, or I'm just not in game shape. So that is a factor. But I think if Gary, Gary says to them, listen, this is how we're going to lay it out, um, it's going to have to be a scenario that works for everybody. And I, and I guess safety first has to be a big equa- part of the equation for the players, the coaches, the administrators, managers, whoever's involved with each team has to make sure that that's, that's a safe event. I'm in the belief, guys, like, you know, I, I know um, maybe I'm a little bit more old school in a sense, but uh, me personally, if I'm a player, I want to play. I want to play right now. I, I, I'll, I'll play with the risks involved. Um, you know, if I'm thinking of myself back then, in those days I'd have been about a 26- or 27-year-old player, and my attitude is if, if we can play and we can keep it as safe as possible, even if there's no fans, then sign me up and let's get going really quick here because we're just wasting another day talking about it. Is there a team or teams that you could think of right now that might, where it might not be such a disadvantage with this kind of setup? Is there a team that you think could weather that uh, maybe better than others? In terms of in terms of the conditioning part of it, or just the overall? Well, that and also spectrum. playing playing in strange arenas with nobody in it is does that favor anybody? No, no. It's an equal playing ground. What it does though is it takes away it'll take away your home ice advantage. Like the Flyers were incredible in Philadelphia this right. year. I haven't seen that in a long, long time. I mean, that team had not been great in, in, in uh, at home in, in quite some time, and this year they had an unbelievable year. So when you take away those elements, sure. I mean, you can't recreate, uh, you know, a home crowd for the guys that played so well at the Wells Fargo Center. It's the same thing for, say, a team like Tampa Bay. That was just great down there. It'll be an even playing field. And if we get back and play, the best, the fun part about it is, as a sports fan, uh, you're going to see one of these teams that was out of the playoffs go on some kind of crazy run. It's an absolute mortal lock that that's going to happen. And, uh and, and, and I don't, don't necessarily think that's a bad thing for the game, but it's certainly enough to tick enough, uh, enough other teams off that played all year that were safely in the playoffs. But I guarantee if a Montreal or New York gets in or somebody like that, Chicago, there's as much a chance as one of those teams going on a run as a team that had a lot of success in the regular season already this year. No, I totally agree with that. That's a great point, you know, because the Bruins were playing well. I mean, you looked around the league. There were some teams that were really playing great hockey. And you mentioned the Flyers is one of those, and they're the young team that not a lot of people thought would gel this year, particularly with a young goaltender. But what about goaltenders who are hot? And Obviously, there's no way you can sit around for three months and then say, yeah, we're going to pick up right where we left off. Because we always talk about momentum in baseball. It's a next day starting yeah. pitcher. What about momentum yeah. for goaltenders and hot players and guys who are on unbelievable scoring runs? No, it's, it's, that's gone. That's, that's, that's out the window totally. I mean – you can't sell me on the fact that we were doing so great and that you're just going to flip a switch and it'll come back. Maybe it does. And some teams will look really good. Some teams will look really bad. Um, but I think the chemistry that you try to build during the year is in a case like this is, is a hopeful one for a team like the Flyers who are just kind of starting to glue themselves together a little bit. Um, so this will be, you know, be a team that will be together for some time. Um, I don't know necessarily in terms of goaltending if, if there's um, 
I, I think it's a good thing that Carter Hart is a young guy, and he'll have those legs. I think he'll be a little bit more jump than, say, a guy like Tuka Rask in Boston uh, that probably had a momentum and the coach had, uh, had a schedule set up for him that worked, uh, worked well for him because he's an older guy. But, uh, you know, I, I give the nod to, to a guy like Hart for being younger, but to be able to recreate that chemistry uh, to get back to where you were, it's the same guys as playing and, and getting to the Stanley Cup final, winning the Cup, taking three months off, and then coming back to training camp. You're not the same team because mentally you just haven't been in touch that long. You've been completely detached. Hey, so it's how quick you can get that back. Hey, Chris, how do you think these guys will react uh, to sort of the quarantining, the sequestering, staying in a certain you know, area and hotel and you know, always – sort of being monitored where they, they they just can't have their own free reign on an off day. You know what I mean? Well, you know what, guys? If you <laughs> just tell them your paycheck depends on it, and they'll be nice and well-behaved staying in the hotel. <laughs> but if you're in Jersey, you can't go to Rexy's anymore after the game. I mean, that's a big problem. You know what I'm talking about? I think the, the Jersey, the beaches apparently are open. I, listen, I, I don't know. I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm more one to let's get back to life here, but um, – uh, you know, I understand there's people we have to protect in this. And, uh, you know, one thing, guys, I, I think the biggest thing, uh, you know, by every week I look for a new topic to write on. And I think the biggest thing right now for fans is we probably are going to not see live sports as fans for a little bit here. That was, that seems to be the one, the one common denominator coming out the other end of it. Uh, no fans without uh, – no sports – or sports without fans we can live with, but, you know, no sports um, – at all, I, I just think it would just be it's just going to be treacherous uh, moving forward for everybody. So that's why I think it's important, even if we get back to put a finality on this to make a conclusion. Uh, I think it's really, really important for for all three of the sports that are out right now. And and you know, you know the big one. You know who's really going to be affected the most. All of those athletes who took money to do those Hulu has live sports commercials, and they kept throwing more money at them for them to promote Hulu. Those guys can't do that anymore. So they have to give their money back if Hulu doesn't have live sports. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great point. I mean, it's, I'll tell you what, it's been a heck of a time to get sports on. And that is funny, too. But, yeah, who knows? I mean, if you wrote a check right at the time of the pandemic started, you're probably not going to get that money back, I doubt. Exactly. But who knows? Chris Terry, we know him as Bundy. You know him as Bundy. And we want hockey back. We want everything back. Already brought sexy yeah. back, so we don't have to worry about right, that anymore. Right. That's back. That's right. At C Terry and Six on Twitter. C Terry and Six. I think that was his number that he wore, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Bondy, good, good to talk to you, man. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it, bro. Thanks, Chris. Anytime. Great show. Thanks, fellas. Take care. That's a hockey segment right there. Yeah. We covered everything. Poutine, Celine Dion. Where are you getting that in a hockey no, segment? No, I know. Nowhere else. <laughs>